Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his $6.95 processing fee. Take care. Hey everyone, I have an exciting show for you today. I have a brand new guest that I have a feeling will be a returning guest. Let's welcome Matt to the show. How are you doing, buddy? You're doing great, Mike. Good to, uh, good to spend time with you and your viewers. Excited yeah. for it. This is going to be fun. So why don't you introduce yourself, Matt, to the audience, who you are, where you invest, what you do, and we're going to talk about our 20-year journey together. This is going to be fun. <laughs> and we'll do it all in about 15 minutes. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> um, so my name is my name is Matt Hawkins. Um, I own uh, 60 rental units um, just north of Boston, um, actually in the lovely state of New Hampshire. Um, so just just across the border. Um, so we get a lot of folks that work here and then go to what we call uh, Silicon Alley, not Valley, but Silicon Alley, okay. kind of that Burlington area where there's a lot of tech companies with us. That's where their East Coast focus is. Um, and so, but primarily have spent my time on uh, student housing, done a lot with students um, because we're close to the University of New Hampshire. They're in Durham, go Wildcats. And, uh, and so it's been a, a big thing for us for a long time. Like you said, we've been doing this for over 20 years and um, thought we'd seen it all until 2020. <laughs> yeah, dude, this, this is going to be fun. It's not often I get to talk with somebody who's been doing it 20 years. And, and 20 yeah. is an interesting mark because that means we started before the last crash. Right. That's right. That's why I love your stuff is because that's, I just, I, I sh a Ted, a single tear rolls down my cheek, you know, when yeah. we're having the, when we're kind of going through that and it's like, yeah, remember 06, man, that, oh, that was, that was crazy. And then remember 07. Yeah. That was nuts for a whole different reason. And then <laughs> 08 was horrible. And, you know, we were, you know, we were a couple of the guys that made it through. Right. And yeah. I think your business is much stronger for having made it through. Mine certainly is. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, you and I were buying in nine, 10 and 11 when banks were like, you're, you're not calling to for a short sale. No, no, no. I want to buy some of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two, so. I mean, again, I mean, of all the years, people want to talk about the best year of investing. It was at least in my market, it was 2010. It was, yeah. they were everywhere. I mean, you didn't even yeah. have to look. You, I mean, you. I was, I was literally bending down and saying, "Hey, this, this is a hundred dollar bill. It's not enough. I want, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd rather have two hundred dollar bills, right? It was, yeah. Or gold bricks, or whatever you want to call it. But we'll, yeah. we'll get to two thousand and ten in a minute. Why don't we go back? Do you remember your first investment? What year that was? I do. It was, uh, it was oh, one. Okay. Or yeah, two, 2000, 2001. It was close. I can't remember if it was, cause it was winter of, it was, I think it was winter of 2000 and or bled into Oh one. Okay. But remember that first thing. And it was, you know, I was, I was house hacking. I was living with some buddies. I was the hacky, not the hacker. Oh, okay. Um, so you were, hacker. you were a bedroom. You, you were, yes, bedroom. I was the bed. Yeah. I was a bedroom. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, one of, one of my buddies had gotten out alive from college. Um, and so, uh, he was able to put together enough money. It was just, uh, you know, we were just kind of hardworking beasts of, uh, of boys at that point. And, sure. and, uh, he put together that deal, got, got the house done and, uh, did some rehab on it to make it livable. Cause it wasn't really there previously. 
Um, but it was, so it was on the edge. Um, but yeah, we we did it. And like I said, I was renting from him for, uh, for a a little bit less than a year. Um, and then announced he was getting married and I was like, now I'm homeless. I gotta find my own place. Um, but having done the hack, you know, one of the things that I'm really passionate about, and I love the passion that you have for your students, but for your listeners and, uh, you know, I'm kind of the East coast version of that, if you will. Um, just because I think that so many kids in high school have no idea what they're getting into in college, Yeah. where if you just set yourself up right, you can be getting out of college. And even if you have some college debt, you can still buy a house and you can be the one hacking and you can be the one getting on that property ladder. So that was my first deal. And um, I was young. Um, I, you know, I had a decent job. It was in software, as I told you. And, uh, but yeah, just saved, saved every penny. And just one of the things that you and I talk about is, you know, doing the work, do the work. And so, yeah, do, yeah. The work. do it, do the work, you know, know your market, know it cold. Yeah. And if you're depending on your agent to do that for you, you're sadly mistaken because why would they do that for you? And yeah, not what, for what makes else? you so special, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty totally amazing. Yeah. So again, I want to hit a couple of things there. I mean, all of this is going to be so much fun. First off, we've got to tell the next generation. And for me, it's whenever you leave school, right? If you drop out of high school, it starts. If you graduate high school, it starts. If you graduate college, it starts. I don't judge, right? right? That's right. Your life is your life. I don't freaking care. Whenever you leave school and you enter the workforce, the rat race has started. That's right. And for most people, the the saddest thing I think is, the day that you start the rat race, right? The day you exit school, it's for most people, the closest they will ever be to financial freedom. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because true. what happens when you get a job? Well, right. I, I did it. Well, I got a nicer car and then I lived in a nicer place and I ate nicer food and I had nicer clothes and I had blah, 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 blah. And pretty soon you're, you, you expand your lifestyle yeah. to match your income versus right. sacrifice, live below your means. Huh. I tell every... I. One of my biggest joys is to talk to high school students. And the yes. conversation goes like this. How many of you think you can live on two grand a month? They always raise their hand. They have no idea, right? <laughs> and I tell them, if that's Blowing true, yeah. <laughs> I tell them, I tell you, you know what? I said, if that's true, all of you could be retired and financially free by 25. That's right. That's how mm-hmm. I start my conversation. Do I got your attention now? right? (laughs) Half the room is still on their phones, not paying attention, but I got the other half. The other half is paying attention. Sure. But everybody needs to hear that, right? You're you're as close to financial freedom the day you graduate, whatever it is, school that you'll ever be. And that is a sad fact. It is. It is. And I think, you know, the, the thing for me that was, you know, that was really different for me was, um, single mom Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, brothers and sisters, and so for me, I was out of school in the ninth grade. Hmm. And so I didn't get a chance. I didn't graduate high school. It was just work, work, work. And so, you know, when you're making, I mean, my job was we're paying five bucks an hour, six bucks an hour. And so when you're making five or six bucks an hour, I got news for you, 40 ain't going to cut it. Yes. So you're working 60 hours, 70 hours. And it was that and trying to do home study and things yeah. like that as best I could. So you know, that, but that work ethic, you know, that if, if there's anything that preps you for being a landlord, it's that, Oh, no doubt. you know, yeah. it's because you just, you know, in the very beginning, you are learning how to do as much as you possibly can on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's, was my experience. And that's something where, 
you know, there is that opportunity for folks that are kind of later on in life where they want to get into the real estate game and become landlords, which I think is something you do awesome with the one rental at a time. You. you know, I, I look at it that there's that avenue, but there's also the avenue of I've now gotten out of college. I've got some college debt. I'm almost got a house payment with my, my college debt is, but because I kept things under control, I was in college. I think there's, I think that there's a lot of that generation, the kids that are in college now, they're just so underserved with understanding that the American dream is live and well, and they can grab a hold of it. It just takes some discipline. And I know that they can do it. They just need the path to get there. Yeah, dude, we got to hit this hard. This is, it, I, I'm going to probably, I, I am inviting you to become one of my weekly experts. If you're up for it, we'll find a time Love to work through yeah. both of it. We'll, we'll, we'll make this a series every week. And I want to yeah. make it the American dream. Yes. Both, both yes. of us have lived it and we just, yes. we need, we're going to have to hit it a hundred times. The Absolutely. American dream is live and well, you have to do the work. Got to do the work. Yeah. That generation that we want to help. And, and again, I love how you said it, right? The people there, because I talk to people all the time, it's 50 too late. No, it's not no. too late. What are no. you talking about? No. 20. Am I too young? No. What are you talking no. about? Absolutely not. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Do yeah. the work. It's, you know, there is no easy button. You do the work. You know, I fundamentally believe if everybody just got four, just four, yeah. yep. their lives are changed forever. You may not retire financially free, but you have four free and clear houses in 15 or 20 years. Yep. You sell one, pay off the other three. I mean, oh, dude, life gets easy. Well, they're going to retire with a lot more money from that 90% of the time than they will from their normal job. Oh, without question. So much more money yeah. and so much more freedom and being able to tell your kids you can go to whatever college you want or be able to even let's get crazy, Mike, let's buy a second home, you know, yeah, in, exactly. in, a, in a desirable area, right. Where we can spend more time with family. And so it's, it's something that's just so near and dear to my heart because I struggled at that age to find mentors. You know, I mean, I was 22, I think, or when I bought my first 22, 23 yeah. and there was no one there telling me anything. And, you know, to agents, I was a bother, right? You know, because well, I can't buy the newest, shiniest thing, and yeah, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a deal, and I'm looking for the ugliest, yeah. you know, house on the street. Um, and so it was a, it was a grind. Um, mm -hmm. Every deal was a grind. I mean, I remember, you know, saving up to get to the next property. Like that oh, was yeah. the whole goal. You know, just yeah. to save enough so you could do the next down payment. And so I'm working a W two just so I can get to the next down payment. Um, Dude, this that, mentality is just awesome. Thank just, you. Just thank you. do the work. Do the work. Like you, I'm sure you're to the point too. You know, I, I heard on one of, one of your sessions that you'd done about, you know, knowing about a hundred brokers in the area. Yeah. And so the area that I'm from there's, so what's neat about the area that I'm from is the city that I picked 15 years ago was, has been named the last three years, the fastest growing city in New Hampshire. Well, that doesn't suck. No, no. <laughs> The work worked out. The work worked out just no, fine. No joke. Yeah. So it's good. And that's why, you know, that's why I can have a beard like this now in the rosy cheeks is because it worked out really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just an awesome opportunity. And I, and I don't want to see, you know, that, gen our, that generation, that 18 to 22 generation miss out yeah. on that opportunity because they don't know where to start. Their parents don't own their own home or they do, but it's been a lock and stay, or maybe they had a bad experience in 08 or 09. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all these things that are, that are these, all these ideas around them. 
And you think about it, a lot of these kids that are finally being able to look at potentially purchasing, they were born after the year 2000. So they didn't, they don't know what the tech bubble was. They were eight years old. You're killing me. I mean, right. Yeah. But they were eight years old when the economy crashed. Yeah. And so you can't fault them for something they don't know, but this is why history is so important. Yeah. And if you do that homework, you know, I mean, I was, I was that super boring guy that would just, you know, curl up on my couch by myself after a 15 hour software day. Mm-hmm. And I would crush MLS for an hour. Exactly. Seeing everything that was going on and everything that was selling and everything that was renting. You know, I mean, I was probably, you know, guy number seven on Craigslist renting stuff out. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I remember, you know, I've been doing this so long. You remember having to put ads in the classifieds oh, yeah. for, you had for rent and paying 75 bucks for nine words and you better, you better Make use them those count. Words. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love yeah. the fact that again, dude, our experience is so dissimilar. East coast, West coast, same deal. Right. Yeah. I remember beating the, I mean, for me, it wasn't even technically the MLS, right? You got, I wasn't a realtor, so I didn't have access to that. I had access to something that had access to the MLS right. and I would just beat on it. Right. I'd, I'd be in a hotel room in Japan. I'd be in a hotel yes. room in Santiago, Chile. <laughs> I mean, wherever I had internet, dude, I was, I was, I wasn't going out to dinner or bars with my friends no. in foreign countries. I was trying to learn the market so that my family could be better off in the future. I did the work and people, folks, it's, I don't know. It's simple. I don't know how to say it, but if you do the work, it is straightforward. Yeah. It's simple. It is. It's straightforward. You know, it's, there's nothing simple about the hard work. There's nothing simple. That's the big thing I liked. It's consistency, right? We talk, so the terminology we use around here is constant consistency. Oh, I like that constant consistency, which is you want to be consistent, but you want to be constantly consistent and grinding. Yeah, I totally and agree. I love that's that going to, I mean, people don't understand, like this has changed the trajectory of not only my life, but my kids' lives, oh. my wife's life. It's, and my friends' lives. I mean, a lot of our contractors are friends now. I'm sure you experience the oh, same thing. Sure. I can pick up the phone and go, yep, need a new boiler over at XYZ. Can you put that in for me next week? Yep, yeah. I'll find a way to squeeze you in. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. I'll, or better yet, I'll drop a job for you, right? I mean, when emergencies yeah, happen, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. So do yeah. me a favor, let's, let's cause this is gonna be fun. We're gonna be doing this every week. Um, let's let, walk me through your business kind of that first deal, which you talked about, kind of get me to the peak, call it 07. What, what'd you have it at the end of, right? Before it rolled over, before we knew the world was ending, where, where was your business at that point? So at that point, I was probably, um, I was five buildings at that point. Um, Define five, buildings. So yeah, so great question. So um, diversification, right? Diversification, even in what you and I do, which mm-hmm. is I wasn't all singles. I wasn't all doubles. I wasn't all triples. Um, but because I was new in the business, no one was giving me a commercial loan, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and if they looked at me and said, sure, 25% down, I'd say, yeah, I'll see you in three years. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it was kind of interesting for us. It was, or for me, it was single family um, and then a triplex and then another triplex um, and then a single family. I think that was right. That was basically all up until 07. So right. it was a so we single had, try, try single. We had the same units. I had eight units at the peak. Okay. Uh, nice. my, mine were six singles and a duplex. And my duplex really was two singles, right? They nice. were like, it was the big lot, house there, house there. Nobody, nobody knew they were one lot, but, yeah. but they were, but, but that is a duplex. Um, yep. So 
how was how was your debt structure? Were you doing funny loans, you know, two and twenty eights or thirty year fixed? No, I wasn't that savvy. I was doing the I was doing the real life no liar loan. No, I was I wasn't able to be a ninja. Full doc. Probably, yeah, yeah, I was like full doc, and you know, and they're like, "Well, you're gonna need twenty percent down." I was like, "Okay." Why are all my friends getting zero percent down with piggybacked HELOCs? And I'm coming to the table with 20 points. This yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, but those were the deals that I was doing. And so they were, I mean, they were nice because they were full doc, but honestly, that's probably partially what kept me out of any foreclosure. Oh, it's absolutely what kept me out. I right? did, uh, I think I did two. So I did all fixed rate loans, all 30 year. Yep. Uh, but yep. I did, yes. I think my last three were 80, 10, 10s, right? So it was an 80% first, 10% second, 10% yep. equity. Good but the first you. three or four were all 20 points. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I just, I did the math. I mean, again, one of the things I have is I'm a numbers guy, right? So like I yep. do the numbers and I'm yep. like, how the hell am I going to pay for this thing when this resets from 0.9% to 8.9? Like what, yeah. what the hell? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite was my favorite was the, remember the Wachovia program, you pick your payment for the oh, first yeah. two years. I remember like, why wow. would I pick that payment? I'll pick that one. <laughs> And so what you're saying is, is I can pay a hundred dollars a month, but at the end of the two years, it's going to balloon and reset. I still think I'm going to pay a hundred dollars a month. And you'd <laughs> oh, joy. Like, I'll, be bu- I'll be buying your home soon. Yeah. That was you crazy. Know, we would joke about that stuff because people were just making such horribly foolish decisions financially. And it's, yeah. you know, I'm not one of those guys where it was, it's, it was everybody's fault, you know, oh. Wall Street insufferable, you know, appetite for yeah. all of those assets. Gr- and greed led to bad ideas, right? It's just, yeah, it was everybody. Yeah. It was everybody. And so those first four deals, I did that single family and then I did the two tries and the try was becoming my own land, you know, being really the first, you know, foray into being a landlord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I put together the deal. I put it together quickly. Um, and I was like, this is great. You know, I'm going to make $600 a month on the, on the triplex. And I was like, I thought that those were decent numbers. Yeah. And on, and I think, you know, the, the monthly nut on that was, you know, it was about 3000 in income and it was about, you know, 2,400 or so in expenses, mortgage, water, sewer. The thing that New Hampshire has, it's unique to it over, you know, 47 other States is that we don't have an income tax. We do have a high property tax. Mm. So my property tax on a triplex that's worth $300,000, my taxes were 9000 Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So there's no income tax. So that's how our state pays for everything is. Yeah. So if you're a higher income earner, you love the state of New Hampshire. Mm. If you're not, it's challenging. It's even more challenging to buy a home. Right. Of course. Um, because now you're not looking at a typical, you know, I, I looked at some of the stuff, um, you know, Vegas. Yeah. And, you know, you get a $300,000 house and their taxes are 2,600 bucks. Yeah. A $300,000 house here, your taxes are six, seven, eight. They're expensive. Yeah, no joke. So, um, so, okay. So you get to the, you get to the peak. I'm guessing like you, you didn't know it was a peak. I certainly didn't. Nope. Nope. No, no idea. Felt it was feeling. So I, I will say it didn't feel like a peak, but it felt weird. Yeah. It felt weird because it it was the same thing that we're going through now for different reasons, Mm. but it was the same thing that we're going through now, which is, you know, a little bit PTSD, I'll be honest, you know, 19 people showing up for an open house on a three hour block and you have to tell them, listen, it's every 15 minutes guys, because you're going to have to split otherwise. Yeah. And that was just, that's what the, it was this 
FOMO and f- that constant fear of missing out and Dude, not yeah. being and people that weren't disciplined. And you're like, how much did they get for that house? Yeah. And I got got once. I I convinced myself that something was worth three fifty. I paid yeah. the three fifty for it. It was in. You'll love this. And I'm sure you bought something like this too. <laughs> it was in a up and coming transitioning neighborhood. Oh yeah, like, I got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I might have two of them actually. <laughs> I didn't learn the well, first time. And depending on how bad the pandemic is, you might have more, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly, but, exactly. But that's so I bought into that. And as you know, when the economy collapses behind that, what happens? All that stuff all of a sudden falls apart. Yeah. Um, and it stopped the, that neighborhood stops transitioning. For sure. It starts getting a lot of vacancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes really tough. I mean, that there were, I can't, it was. It was two, it was two years on that second triplex before I made a dime. Yeah, folks, if you if you uh, if you're one of my students and you know we we talk about the spreadsheet all the time, if you beat your spreadsheet up to bleed, you're gonna pay yeah. for that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the, so. I'm curious about your first triplex. So you said it was supposed to produce six hundred. Yep. How did it do? Did. Okay. Good. Yeah. So it did. It we were we were doing pretty well, um, and then when that economy went boom Mm -hmm. and you know, there were a lot, there was a lot of joblessness. Um, New Hampshire's always, you know, kind of top 10 for low unemployment. So that's always good for us. Mm. Um, The downside is, is that there's also, depending on where you are in the cycle, there can be a lot of new product on the market too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was, it was just a weird time, but you know, it was tough getting good tenants. You know, we were, I had to drop, drop my criteria for what I was getting in for tenants and just kind of be like, you know what, they're in a tough place. I'm in a tough spot. Maybe we can just work and do this together and hopefully make it through this together. And so, you know, then, um, and then it was just then maintenance and things like that. And then just like anything goes in a building like that, maintenance starts to happen. Starts to add up. Yeah. So I'm curious. So the market rolls over, um, Obviously you kept those eight units. Did, did you just, do you still have those eight? Like they're part of your 60 or did you 1031 or what's going on? So, oh yeah. Uh, so, oh yeah. I love the 1031. God bless that. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful. Um, so I have, what's really funny is, is that in 2019, when I thought it was the top in 2019, I exited three out of the four okay. buildings. So I exited and it's to this day, those are still the only three income properties I've ever sold. So again, you sold, not exchanged. I did. I sold. Yeah. yeah. Because it was, I sold some uh, stuff in 19 as well. Yeah. So the, but the crazy thing was, is so one of them was, um, so I paid, you know, I'm like, I, I love transparency. Like that's my big thing with watching any of the channels that I watch is I want to know the numbers because sure. I don't want anybody hiding behind anything. And so I'm just a really transparent guy. And most people say too much information, but when I bought for three forty nine that three unit, that second one that I bought. And I bought that for 349. I think I ended up closing on that at 312. And that was 13, 13 years after 14 years after I bought it. So I still had a net loss of over 10% on the value of that property, even 13 or 14 years after I bought it, because that neighborhood never finished transitioning. So that would be the second triplex you were referring to yep. that got you. Yep. Yeah. The first one ended up being a little bit, uh, ended up being a wash, okay. but one of the beauties of this, and this is where 
even just being in the market, you can still come out smelling like a rose. Yeah. Which is 13, 14 years later, I'd done what? I'd paid down those mortgages over those 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I still walked with a really nice, sizable check. It wasn't profit. That's why I didn't 1031 was because there yeah, was of course. <laughs> yeah. Why you, know, you, don't, yeah. you don't do a 1031 if there's no profit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was I was lucky enough to not have to write a check at the table, right? Yeah. But I still walked with nice size checks, honestly, walking away from both of those properties. For sure. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to just kind of get a fresh restart was because I, I saw 2019, which is the, I believe there was gonna be a correction. Yep. We saw that correction, but then the government jumped in and stopped that correction. Yeah. And then COVID happens, you know, three months later. Yeah. Don't, don't bet against the fed. It's funny. I love being transparent as well. And again, I tell people to look this house up. It's the first house I bought. It's 181818 Norris drive East 93703. Look that up on Zillow. So I buy it for 107. And what's yeah. different than you is I didn't hold what I had at the peak. What I was doing, because I was trying to buy the ninth house, right? Because all I ever knew was a house, right? I, I only lived in a house. I only want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, one old time investor tapped me on the shoulder one time and said, you idiot, you know, go look at apartments. I'm like, I can't afford an apartment. I'm not a millionaire. What the hell? He's like, oh, Michael, you, 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 you'll be okay. Yeah. Go look at five to 20 units. So I did 1031 exchanges. So the reason I bring up Norris Drive is I sold, I bought it for 107. I sold it for 264, three, oh. year, three years later, three years. Wow. Wow. Hello, California. God bless it, right? Yeah. They got something right. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, exactly. The, the good thing is I did that not only once, I did that seven times. So I yeah. went from eight doors to 80, eight doors to 80 doors in about 13 months, no new capital. Yeah. Unreal. 1031, I am a huge fan. Yes. And I own, yeah. I own all of those still today. Uh, I think I might've sold one in the buildings, but all the other, I still own. That's awesome. Yeah, for us, it was, so we didn't get the extreme peaks that you guys got, you know, like some, some stuff in Vegas was three X. Yeah. You know, I remember looking in Vegas and it was, you know, stuff in the MGM grand, the two bedroom units, they were selling for a million, a million one in I the remember. peak in 607. And then in 09, you could buy that same unit for 350. And New Hampshire and even Northern Mass, um, you know, we didn't we didn't see that kind of volatility, mm-hmm. which is what goes up must come down, but what swings left must also swing back right. That pendulum effect. Sure. And so, because we weren't so extreme, it was good from the perspective when we when people were taking hits, they were taking hits of thirty percent. Right. No one was taking hits of well. Know, here, well, here's the here's the sad fact: the person that bought it for two sixty four. So the good news is it eventually goes to 300. So they're yeah. sitting on 10% gain, good. but he didn't sell. Oh, he yeah. ends up so losing he- it uh, and it retrades at 75. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were, we didn't, we didn't see a lot of that here. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we sadly, um, sadly, but not sadly, you yeah. know, cause it's like, I never root for another investor to kind of lose what they did, but there yeah. were a lot of people that were, you know, lying on paperwork and quite yeah. frankly, it, the, lo- the loans were, that's the biggest difference between 2020 and, and 08 right. or what it's the, it's the loan product. That's, I mean, that's people right. don't appreciate how toxic that loan was. Yeah. It well, guaranteed failure. Not only did it guarantee failure, but you have a person that is W2ing 65 or 75 mm-hmm. saying, sure, sure. Just fill out the paperwork. However you need to fill it out. Yeah. And they had four homes yeah. and I'm scratching my head saying, what am I doing wrong that they're doing so right that yeah. they have four houses and I have four houses. Um, and, you know, I'm making 
you know, three X, four X that. And yeah. so that was, <clears throat> that was a, it was a, a rule in, if you can be conservative and know your numbers, know the market. Yep. I mean, just, you can really make a difference for yourself. Yeah. So let's get back to the American dream. That's going to be our segment yep. when we do this stuff. So where does your business explode? What, what year does it really start to take off and your unit count really start to multiply? Um, I would say, so nine, 10, 11, I'm a buyer. Absolutely. I'm a buyer in nine, 10, 11. Um, everyone's still scared about the market, still not knowing what's going to go on. That, that is, I mean, I want you to talk about that because again, I get so many people that say, I will wait for another crash. I'll be, I'll be buying like you did. And yeah. let's remind people how scared everybody was. Cause most oh, people say God. that they were, no, oh, like, no, it was like you, you literally had to have a sick bag next to you watching CNBC every morning. That was my life. Every morning I was just like, all right, what are they going to say? That's going to make me lose my lunch and realize that I'm doomed, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> and it was, I think that there was, it was overdone as far as negativity, just like we are right now. Sure. Um, but I think that there was a, a, you know, certainly also like there is now there's a, also a dose of reality in that. Yeah. And so I think that was the challenging thing is, you know, in nine, 10 and 11, I did a deal on a house that I kid you not took me seven months. Wow. I had another deal that took me 11 months, yeah. like trying to get those deals done. It was asset managers, banks, brokers, realtors, mortgage brokers, the bank then, you know, one month Wells is, Wells is lending the next month bank of America is and Wells isn't right. I you know, because there's, you know, Wells absorbing, you know, countrywide and, and that's, or no B of A doing countrywide, you know? And so yep. just kind of that constant process that we went through, it was, it was scary time. And so I think, you know, not to scare folks, but I think that there's a level of that coming for certain markets. Oh, for sure. You know, in the coming year, two years, mm-hmm. you know, after you take away the, the sugar high of stimulus yeah. and forbearance, yeah. what are we going to be left with? And I think yeah. that's the question everybody's asking. I, people need to hear this because the only reason, I mean, so I was buying, I so the market, my market, California probably crashed earlier and more severe than most. Um, yes. So it starts going down in 08. It really accelerates late nine and 10. And I start buying in 10, right? I start buying houses at 80 grand that sold for 300 or 250 or whatever. But let's be clear. They go all the way down to 40 grand, right? Yeah. Che- and oh, yeah. by the way, the cheapest house I bought was 28 grand. And this is a house on a lot, right? A city lot, like anyways. City water sewer. Yeah, everything done. It was just trashed. I mean, it, you know, it's just homeless broke in. It's just ugly. But anyways, that's easy to fix. So again, the problem that people need to realize is it was frightening. And the only reason I was confident is because I did the work. I had no qualms. I mean, could I have told you where the bottom was? No. I mean, I started buying it at 80. So, you know, 80 to 28, that, there's a big difference. But I didn't know where yeah. the bottom was. And then no, out of nowhere, out of nowhere in my market, Wall Street changed the game. And they started buying everything sight unseen at list. Yep. Yep. Game over. It's interesting. So that didn't happen here. And so our recovery was much more, much more tepid. It was much, much slower. Okay. Um, so that, cause that just didn't, I mean, we, you know, I, I uh, at that time in the city and the surrounding cities that I'm in the inventory for, I, I like, I'm a, I'm a big duplex guy. Okay. Love duplexes because you can buy them with the same loan. You can a single family home. Absolutely. 
and it instantly is bringing you equity day one and, and income day one, excuse me. And so I love duplexes. Yeah. And so what was interesting about it was typically in towns where you would see an inventory of, uh, you know, 30 or 40 when it was booming or 20 yeah. and 30 when it was booming, all of a sudden over the course of a couple of months or longer than that, probably six months, all of a sudden there were a hundred. Yeah. Triple supply. Yeah. And at that point, I would call a broker and they would giggle because they're like, you really want to see this thing? Yes. <laughs> it had the copper stolen of it. Don't care. Let me see. Yeah. And so I bought some, you know, much like you, I bought some real garbage. Yeah. Um, but worked on it, gutted it, redid it, made it amazing. And yeah. how are all those properties now from your portfolio that you bought in 9, 10, and 11? Doubled or tripled, right? Oh, uh, dude, you, you know, yeah, I mean, a couple of them are 10x. Oh, 10. We don't 10, have eight, eight to 10x. Uh, yeah. Let me think. Wow. I would, so I would conservatively say everything is 6x. Wow. And all that's equity, all of its equity, right? I don't got to pay. Yeah. Just all yeah. equity. Pretty cool. So a couple other things I want to hit this episode, because again, we're going to be doing this hopefully every Tuesday at eight, my time, 11, your time. We'll see if that works. Um, let's talk about our friend Grant Cardone, because we joked right before we hit record. Uh, I love Grant because he gets people talking. Yes. Right? He gets people talking about real estate. The thing that I fight against is his notion that bigger is always better. Agreed. I do agree that bigger was better like 2015 to 18. Yep. But to say it's always better. In fact, I, I push back against gold bugs that say gold is always better and Bitcoin people that say Bitcoin is always better. Anytime you tell me something is always better, you're wrong. It's not right. always better. But let's talk about bigger is better. Um, you know, if you, don't, if you don't buy 50 units, you're a loser. Do you feel like a loser, Matt? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I don't, the biggest thing I own is 20. I don't, I, I don't feel like a loser. I'm okay. Yeah. I think so. I, Cause I'm with you. I love Grant. I think his passion is awesome. I think his ability to work the numbers through a deal is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think he's super entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a really good model. I was never one to want other people's money for investor sake. Yeah. I wanted to be the king of my castle, do what I want the way I want. And at the end of the day, if I win, if I lose, it's stuck with me. It's my fault. Absolutely. Um, and, and not, you know, not getting put into technical default or something goofy because, you know, some yeah. investor said this or bank did this or any of that stuff. I, I, you know, I wanted to have a little bit more autonomy. And so I think what grants really, really good at is seeing the value in those large properties. And largely, if you can put a big deposit on a place like that, it, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge is, is that a 10th of 1% could even grab a hold of what he's talking about to be able to go out there and buy a 16 unit. And it's so rare. Like what yeah. would a 16 unit cost where you are right now today? Oh, it's probably hundred K a door. So 1.6. Right. Yep. So we, we traded about the same spot. We trade right between hundred and 110 a door. <laughs> so one point. Nobody's and, starting there. Just, no, it's not happening. But why would you want to? You're not even sure you want to be a landlord yet. Exactly my point. Yeah. 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 Even Grant started with a house. Let's not forget, folks. Even Grant started with a house. But the biggest, the biggest thing for me is it for me, it really discourages the person getting four. Like I started my whole story going forward is folks, let's get you to four. That's right. But if you have Grant Cardone gnawing on your brain saying you're a loser if you don't buy 50, 
you mm-hmm. never get four shit you never get one let alone right. four and right. i think that's such a disservice i agree I, I i feel i feel bad for folks that feel like they're failing because they haven't bought a 16 yeah like you you didn't fail at all you you win when you buy that first one and even when you house hack yes. god bless you house hack yeah. You know, get some of your buddies in there. Like my whole premise for, you know, the, because again, we focus on a lot of college kids mm-hmm. and I tell them all the time, I say, listen, get, be in position that when you get out and you get that decent job after you got your 40 year degree and you, you know, finished towards the top of your class and you're good at what you do and you have some good connections and you mm-hmm. did some good internships, be ready, have done all your homework that way, the second you get out and you have that job and now you're working. Banks will look at you if you're in a strong, stable job, making a decent W-2 and can bring leases to the table with multiple people. Yeah. They'll look at you and provide that as income. And so I would hate to see, you know, it's literally like saying, you know, wait until you can climb Everest before you start climbing anything. Exactly. 16s are, are Everest. Like for, even for me, I'd love some 16s, but in my market, those don't exist. They get built. 16s uh-huh. get built. They don't get sold. So we don't have the luxury of urban sprawl because we're New England. You know, yeah. you'd have to knock out 30 homes built on top of each other to get a nice 20 condo duplex. Yeah. And Crazy. again, a lot of that stuff is years of zoning and Ugh. town meetings. And you know what that, oh, oh, I mean, yeah, that's a whole, we could do an entire week on that. But um, that's why I just think that people haven't failed if they haven't bought a 16. You've only failed if you've not done the homework and invested in yourself to yeah. get ready to invest the money that you're making in yourself and in becoming something greater in the future. Yeah. Well, Matt, let's wrap this up. How, how can people, I mean, do you have a social media presence to follow? Cause you're putting a lot of great stuff here. I love the American dream high school dropout, ninth grade still made I, it. I don't, they're going to have to stay tuned to uh, you know, okay. one rental at a time. So, All right. you know, as that, uh, as that rolls, you know, it's something where we've just gone through it and, and having been through this, I think the big thing was, is, there's so many fake gurus out there, you know, God, God bless the guys that I'm scared for the guys that have gotten a hundred units in two years. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I could, I mean, yeah. If you, you haven't know, been through a cycle yet. Oh. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and God bless the Graham Steffens and the meat Kevins. I mean, they are smart guys. Don't get me wrong. Super smart guys, but they got in the business in 12 and 13 and 14. I think that range. Yeah. It's oh eight. There was blood in the streets. There yeah. were families that were i mean i tried to work with all my tenants it was a nightmare and so oh, i think yeah. the only reason meet kevin is still doing okay because he bought six houses at the peak what probably will be the peak in socal is because he makes a freaking million dollars a month on youtube it's pretty easy to float a mortgage payment when you make a million bucks a month i mean jesus christ <laughs> well i mean i kind of that's so that's kind of the thing too is is that we're going to also dispel the nomer that you do need money to do this yeah you of course. Need a million a month no. but you do need some money <laughs> More importantly, what you really need is relationships like you and I talk about to folks. Every time. Lenders. People business. Lenders, understanding what you're doing and what your market is and what the cost to do things is. I mean, learn your market. Do your, I mean, I always, it's funny. You always say, do your work. I always tell people, do your homework. Do your homework. Do your homework. Do right. your homework. Do the work. You got to do your homework. There you go. Well, Matt, I'll just put it out there right now. What do you think about Tuesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern, just every Tuesday? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely go back and forth on it and, and pick a time. But yeah, I would love to be a part of what you guys are doing. Okay. Thank you very much, Matt. Have a great day. This has been so much fun for me. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, folks.